Welcome to Burn the Ship. This is the podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to go all in by connecting them with professionals that help them do so. Today, our guest is Lisa Clark. She's going to let us know what she's learned, how she's become an expert in the staffing and recruiting industry. Really, what we want you guys to learn today is how to maintain a good hiring process to make your business as set up for success as possible. Um, welcome, Lisa. How are you doing today? Good morning. Thank you for having me this morning. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see you. So tell me um, a little bit about your business. So my company is called ATL Search Group. We have been around for four years, but I've been in the staffing industry for 26. And one of the things that we like to do is that we like to partner with companies that are having issues uh, attracting the right personnel for their needs. So we focus on diversity and inclusion. We listen to what our clients need, but also we give them advice on what they may be doing wrong, uh, especially in this economy. A lot of folks here, um, unemployment is super high, but the reality is it has become an employee's world, um, not an employer. Sure. So we walk them through um, the process uh, and everything could start from having a great um, description for the job. Uh, sometimes the titles have nothing to do with the jobs that they're going to be doing. And if they're way too long, the descriptions, you lose candidates because they start reading, they just read the first couple of sentences and then you lose them. Sure. So tell me, how did you get into this you know, industry? How did you get into this business? Where are you from? Uh, so I was uh, born in El Salvador, but the, I grew up in New York. Actually, I was born in New York, grew up in El Salvador, came back to the U.S. Uh, when I was almost 15 years old. And I started my career kind of like by accident. I always liked to volunteer. And uh, right after college, I got a temp job working for a human resource department. And I was like, huh, this is kind of nice. And the manager at that time had shared with me that there was a staffing firm seeking for someone bilingual to help them um, with their recruiting. And I went and interview, and I was like, wow, I could help people get jobs and get paid. This is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of landed. Like opportunity came knocking, and I was willing to take a chance. And I've been doing this for 26 years. Sure. From sales to doing a startups to running branches on sites, I've I done it pretty much all. Sure. in this industry. So you become an expert really in understanding the hiring process for small businesses. Mm -hmm. Tell me what kind of impact has that had on your business? It has a great one and I'll tell you why. Um, my focus is always diversity and inclusion. The reason why is because there's a lot of talent out there. There's raw talent and they're not resume writers. So when they write resumes, they may not be the best, but once we start talking to them and interviewing them, we see all these qualities that is hard to read on a piece of paper. So um, we're, I feel like we're kind of the middleman because we're working to connect uh, companies to candidates and candidates to companies. It's the career, it's not just a job for us. So we want to make sure that, that we try to connect. Um, what makes it a little challenging is that we're working with people. So it's not like a product, it's not good or bad, you know? <laughs> So um, we do our best to screen the best candidates. And, and what sets me apart is that I'm super involved in the community. I believe in giving back. So a lot of times I meet people organically and I think those are the best ways. Um, I know things have changed with COVID. Uh, we cannot be out 
and about like we used to, but things are starting to open up a bit. And I'm excited because I used to get uh, some of my best candidates kind of like by chance networking. And once they find out we were a staffing firm, they say, oh, I'm looking for a job. I don't want my boss to know. Um, but we have been really blessed that I have made a mark uh, as one of the very few women on Latino agencies. So I am getting clients now uh, without me seeking for them, which is great. Sure. Sure. And so really what we want to focus on today is helping our audience begin to understand what is good and bad about their hiring process. So what are some of those key performance indicators of the hiring process you guys look at whenever you're going into a new client and kind of assessing what their structure is? So the first thing I ask is to see if they have a job description. If they don't, we help them Uh, by having a conversation with the hiring manager, depending on the size of the firm. A lot of times we speak with owners, not necessarily the hiring manager. So I want to get to know exactly the culture of the company besides the job description that they have written. We go over the job description and the title. Um, as I mentioned, sometimes the titles have nothing to do with the job they're doing. They're trying to be creative and actually they lose candidates in that process. The other thing is that I tell them that they have to be realistic in terms of the pay. Um, as I mentioned right now, it's an employee's world. It's, it's not an employer. So making sure they're paying what they're supposed to and having realistic expectations when they're seeking for candidates is a must. Uh, we could scream all we want and give you the, the right candidates, but you're not gonna get everything 100% of what you're looking in one employee. And sometimes, you know, when the firms are too small, they try to um, mix two jobs into one, and then they kind of get disappointed because they haven't found someone sometimes in six months. Uh, and trying is not just attracting the candidate, but it's also maintaining candidates that actually want to work for you. Uh, here in Georgia, I feel that we're very blessed because we do have a lot of opportunities for people that are seeking for work. So what, what makes someone want to stick around in your firm? That's something, right? It's not always about the money. It's the culture of the company and how you treat your employees is a big deal. Um, you know, we're living in a new world. If you have children, you want your employer to, to be kind of a little more flexible if you have children, because a lot of people are working from home now uh, for the same reason. The kids are doing virtual learning. Um, they're almost done. But, you know, now we're talking about summer camps. I don't know how many summer camps will be open because we still we're getting better with COVID. But the reality is uh, not everything is open 100 percent. We're slowly getting there, but having that flexibility, I had to convert my um, one of my offices into a classroom, not only for my kids, I'm a mom, you know, but also for one of my employees. She's a single mom. And what am I going to do? She had a choice, either come to work or take care of her daughter. So what we did is we, we turned our conference room into a classroom. So she was able to work and also keep an eye on her daughter to make sure she was doing the work that she was supposed to do for school. And I'm okay with that. So thinking outside the box and, you know, even celebrating the small wins, uh, it means a lot. Um, You know, we all had to take a pay cut during COVID, right? Um, Who was hiring for staffing? We were shut down for two months. I consider myself one of the lucky ones that actually survived. Uh, But I'm very proud that I kept 
paying my employees. I cut some of their salaries, but we continue to thrive. And last quarter um, was great of 2020 when a lot of firms were closing. We actually started picking back up and we have a lot of new clients um, within the past few weeks that have reached out to us because of uh, the type of work that we're doing. Sure. Um, the other thing that I want to express is like if you are seeking to venture into a new area for your business in terms of uh, sales, think about this. If you're catering to, let's say, the, the, the community of the Latinos, make sure that you have some representation um, in your firm because how can you um, associate the culture when no one looks like us? You know, so that's something important depending on, on what products you're selling. A diversity brings a lot of opportunities for a business. I could tell you that. Sure. And so tell me, it seems like kind of going hand in hand with understanding this hiring and job market is that you've developed this skill for understanding what makes people a good fit for a specific scenario. You know, you've mm -hmm. got all of this practice and understanding what people are looking for and what's going to solve those problems for those people. Yes. What impact has kind of understanding human behavior in that way had on your life in general, you know, outside oh of your God. business? Tremendously. Uh, I could tell you, uh, because we work very closely with a lot of our clients, we kind of become their consultants. A lot of times, you know, we're dealing with a manager, not necessarily the decision maker. So I have firms that have a location here and another one in another state per se, right? So they don't understand that you have to pay more. I'll give you a perfect example. I, um, I have a warehouse that was paying $12 an hour. Well, they were having a really hard time finding packers. Um, so what I did is I did a study based on their zip codes and the competitors in the area and what they were paying. So she was able, the HR manager was able to provide her boss raw data. And this is what we're having problems uh, attracting, you know, uh, candidates to work here. And, you know, she got approved to pay more. The reality is that you have those giant companies that have moved to our area and where a person used to make 10, 11, $12 an hour. Now they're starting at $15 an hour. So understanding what the market is dictating is a big deal. So I'm able to pull data for them that they could present to their, their managers and said, hey, we need to be competitive when it comes to salaries. And these are the benefits they're offering. This is the starting pay. If we're not competitive, we're never going to attract anyone to work here. So I think it's great that they come for me asking me for that kind of uh, help. Because, you know, they're busy, they're running businesses, and that's where our expertise come. You know, we, we talk to people every day. We see what's going on in the market. I'm constantly reading and um, hearing what's on the news with the Department of Labor, what kind of benefits they're cutting, what are they adding, all that stuff. So knowing exactly um, when you talk to your clients about it, they may not know some of these things because they're busy running their business, but this is what we do, and that's what we hear. Sure. And so... What does the future of your business look like? Where are you guys going from here? You know, what what's your uh, your kind of end game? So what's interesting is, you know, opportunities always come knocking and I'm always thinking outside the box. Um, definitely, we're starting to partner with more organizations to attract more talent. But I am actually bringing workers from other countries. Um, this opportunity came uh, because of the shortage of labor. 
So I started to walk some of my clients through the certification process and we're doing this together because this is something new for me as well. Um, but I actually got a call from uh, a government office in Central America that I had made years ago. Um, and she said, I know you're in the staffing and we have all these extra visas that were given to us because there's a shortage of labor. Can you help us identify some folks that may be interested in doing this? So I'm actually making that connection right now. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. That's very a, exciting. It's very unique And then, as well. you know, um, there's a lot of raw talent also from uh, young college kids that are graduating. Um, they're looking for opportunities. So don't, dis don't discard them because, <laughs> for instance, I give you a perfect example. Technology is changing every day. And if you're not in social media, you don't exist. You have to have a presence. So I feel a little old. Um, I just hired somebody young for my firm because there's uh, this other opportunities for me to spin and attract more people by doing different uh, things in social media that I do not have the time nor I know how to manage, but they do. Um, and I, I feel that, you know, just giving, they work at a different pace um, but given the opportunity for them to kind of shine with technology has been amazing. So don't disrespect, you know, they're learning what they bring from school into your business could be another way that you could help your business grow. Um, so I think uh, a lot of folks sure. forget that all these kids are graduating from school. They have been through a lot, you know, um, if they were attending in person, now they, they did it virtually. Um, last year, a lot of the kids didn't have a graduation. So don't disregard that talent that is still out there. And what's great is that you could actually mold them into the culture of your firm. So they just need an opportunity. So don't forget about uh, the next generation coming. So it's very important. Sure. And you've been an inspiring, you know, inspiring entrepreneur as far as really getting into permeating this space and understanding it and really finding where you fit in the people that you can help best. Um, what would you be doing if you weren't in this industry? Gosh, I'd probably be working for a nonprofit and still helping people because <laughs> uh, I don't see it like, yes, it's my business, but I'm so passionate about the connectivity and helping people. And I just feel like when I see them grow and sometimes uh, the other day, actually, I have placed someone uh, four years ago and she just happened to call me out of the blue and to say thank you because she took an advice from me. She had to take a pay cut for a place that I felt that she was gonna shine. Um, and she actually listened to me and she's doing fantastic. She's making more money than she was previously. And you know, we don't always get to hear the stories that of the people that we help. But when we do, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad she's like, I'm gonna retire from this place. And she's still very young. So she said it was the best thing she could have done was take my advice. Um, and she's doing amazing. And, and those things like fill my heart because it's not, the money, if you're passionate about something that you do, the money will come. For sure. You know, um, and, and she had called me because her boss had asked her, where'd you come from? What agency? You know, because they were looking for somebody like her. And that opened up other opportunities for myself. Um, so I'm getting more job orders from, from that particular hospital because of the placement that I did four years ago when I sure. first started. 
So, you know, I would say the world goes round in circles and you just never know who you're going to touch and how they're going to come back. Sure. And so if people want to have a conversation with you regarding, you know, placement for themselves, placement for Mm -hmm. their company organization, how do they find you? Well, you could uh, send me an email at info at atlsearchgroup.com. You could also follow me on Facebook under ATL, on LinkedIn, and also give us a call. Our number is 470-545-0256. And we're always here to um, think outside the box and help you if you are transitioning. A lot of folks have transitioned from one career to the other because unfortunately they lost their jobs for whatever reason. It's very difficult for someone to put uh, 15 years of experience in a resume, right? Sure. Where do you start? Where do you end? What's important? What's not important? Because they don't know. They're not professional resume writers. But we read resumes every day, so we'll be happy to help you and guide you. Sure. No problem. And you also have, you know, something exciting as an entrepreneur, and I want to kind of leave with this, is that, you know, you burn the ship you know, as far as we use that terminology long ago, as far as the diving in your business and being, you know, 26 years in this space. What about those people that are looking to transition from where they are right now into their own entrepreneurial role? What would you say the benefit of burning the ship that to those people would be? I would tell you it's not as fun at the beginning as you think, <laughs> but being uh, persistent in your dream, you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks and don't give up. And if you make mistakes, guess what? It didn't work out the first time. Now you know what not to do. Do it again. Don't give up. Things are not going to go smooth. Uh, Everybody gets excited. Yeah, I'm going to be a business owner, right? And they're like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into is the next thing. But being persistent and, and believing in what you're passionate about, the money will come because people could see the excitement in you. Uh, and they want to be part of that. So don't give up. It's not going to be easy because if it was easy, everybody would do it. But if you really feel in your heart, it's time for you to dive into your own business, do it. The only person that's stopping you from doing that is fear and is you. Just do it. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming out, Lisa. I appreciate you representing ATL Search Group. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting this out and helping people hear some of your message. So if there's anything else that we can do for you over at Burn the Ship, please let us know. Thank you so much. And remember, I'm always available. Send me an email, infoatlsearchgroup.com. Connect with me. I am in LinkedIn. I'm in Facebook, Instagram. We're here to serve you. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. You as well.